You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Welcome back to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. We've got Mike Neal, Chief Learning and Development Officer here at ServiceStar Consulting. Mike, we teach coaching. We love coaching. We have coaching nailed down, except when we get this one question. Hmm. Yeah, so I've got somebody uh, on my team that's unwilling, and we give them all these tools and techniques. Yeah, but what if uh, they're your manager, Mike Neal? Today, we're going to talk about coaching up. Right. We hear this term all the time in our industry. Hey, uh, how do I coach up? How do, how do you know, I got an SVP on my team that's unwilling? How do I coach my SVP, Mike Neal? Let's let them have it. Let, it, let them know. What do we do? I got this question yesterday, as a matter of fact. So here's the short answer. It's hopeless, and everyone dies at the end of this movie. (laughs) There are no survivors. There's no happy ending. Um, Being a little less apocalyptic, I would say, it is almost impossible to coach up because coaching requires an authority base, right? You, You never think of, hey, I've got a hockey team and they are going to coach up the head coach. Oh, no, no, Mike Neal. No, I've been a coach before. I've learned a lot. Aha, you've learned a lot, but that's because you were a willing student. Coaching is this. Here's who starts. Here's who doesn't. Here's who plays. Here's who doesn't. And if you don't do the things that will allow you to stay on this team, I will cut you from the team. Now, we're not talking under six soccer. That's not even coaching anymore. That's that's babysitting uh, where you pay to babysit. That's the only babysitting job where you actually pay to babysit other people's children that you don't really even like that much. Or maybe that's just me. But the idea is coaching requires an authority base. Now, can I give advice to my manager? Mm-hmm. Can I give feedback to my manager? Absolutely. That's different. So let's just talk about that. Well, let's settle on this. You can't coach up because you don't have the authority to say, here's what the consequences will be if you don't take my my suggestion or my instruction. But let's talk about maybe mentoring, advising, uh, being transparent, on how your leader can be more effective. Well, I'll just anecdotally tell you, I tried it once and that's how I started my consulting career. (laughs) Because I was was young and ignorant and hopeful, right? Rather than the disheveled, broken husk of a human you see before you now, right? I used to look vital and healthy, but now this is what you got. Because Why? Because I try to coach up. And this is what will happen to people. So the idea is that I said, I know my manager doesn't want to present herself this way. I know my manager doesn't want to be seen as unprofessional in this way. So I said to our CFO, 
I'm going to talk with her. He goes, I wouldn't do it. It's not going to go well. Ray, I really believe that everybody is ready to blossom if we'll only give them the right. No, Mike, this is she doesn't want to blossom. This is not going to go well. I'm like, Ray, he goes, yeah, let me know how it goes. I'll give you the short version. Uh, She moved my office to a location that no longer had electricity or gas heat. So, and my response was blank, my manager's name. Um, There's no electricity or heat. You've got a laptop, charge it up at night, wear a coat. So what I found is that um, not everybody wants to get your perspective on how they can improve. And so some people like Scott, you're one of those people, you're introspective. You're always thinking how could I have said that better? How could I have done that better? When I said that, I saw the expressions change to that. I need to think about what I said in that moment and maybe what created that. I may need to go to that person and say, hey, I want to ask you when I said that, well, actually it did. You're introspective. It's a gift. It's giftedness. Now, most people don't have that giftedness. It's kind of like being a left-handed pitcher in Major League Baseball, right? It's just, it's a it's a gift to be a left-handed pitcher. But you've got that. Most people don't have it. It's rare. So what has to happen is they have to be given perspective. But the dynamic in the organization is I'm your boss and I give you perspective. And by the way, you don't get a vote on my voice that I'm giving you on what the perspective is. So where does that leave us? The higher you go up in the, I'll use the term food chain, the less honesty you get, because why? People aren't stupid. I've got a leader who's not particularly introspective. What have I ever seen from this leader that gives me the idea that they would appreciate my perspective? Nothing. But you know what, Scott? I'm going in it anyway. Well, guess what? Get ready to go to the office with no heat or air. Because that, that's that's your next destination. That's a business decision. That's a career move. Now, fortunately, it, it worked out for me. Thank God. I give him all the credit. But the reality is that most people don't want to know the truth about themselves. Well, Mike, what do we do to do this? Could we do an anonymous 360 evaluation? Sure you can. Do you know how many of those I have been through where the first question a senior executive has is this? Not, I wonder how valid this is. I wonder if that's a broadly held view. Uh, I wonder if I should ponder that comment and see what I might do. I bet I know who said that. That's your first reaction, Sparky? Absolutely. I bet I know who said that. And you know what? I can't believe they'd say that. Scott, see, because I know who says the stuff. And they're completely off base. Why are they off base? I want to assign it to somebody who has no credibility to have said it. So I don't go, maybe Scott said it. 
I, he's a trustworthy steward of uh, information, and he's always been wise to give feedback. No, I bet that that was Mike Neal. Why? Because they wanted to be Mike Neal because Mike Neal never shuts up and he criticizes everybody. So guess what happens? Oh, you know, that was, I can tell you, I can tell by the words, it's Mike Neal. And I'm sitting over here going, actually it was Scott. I'm thinking in my head, but I can't say that because it's anonymous. And he goes on a five minute diatribe of why that is a pile of crap. And Mike Neal, of all people, and you know what? I can't wait till we do this next time. I'm going to bury Mike Neal. Now, guess what? Let's volunteer to give that person face-to-face -face feedback on how they can be more emotionally mature. No, thank you. I don't want to go back to the Morrow office. I would like to have heat and air. I would like to have where I can charge my computer up during the daylight hours, Scott. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, do it. And hey, if it works out for you, please email me. In fact, listen to this podcast. Send me the email. Mike, Neil, I just have to say I did it one time. And although I was fired, I was launched into a new career where it worked out for me. But you were still fired. Okay, or, or you could say, I did it one time. And they said, thank you for the feedback. And it changed their life and mine too. I'd like to hear it because I've never talked to anybody where that's worked out well. Now, can it, Scott? Absolutely. But it's like a lightning strike. There's a chance if you stand outside with a golf club raised in the air in July during a lightning storm, you'll get struck. But still the odds are super small. So there's a chance that the person might go, I need to really think about that, but I appreciate your boldness in doing it, and they change. So I'm not saying I won't get that email, but bro, it's a lightning strike. It's not what anything I could advise somebody to do. You know what? Here's what I do. I take all the money you've put in your 401k, and I go to Vegas because there's a chance you can win a lot of money. Who would advise somebody to do that? But it's a chance. So if you're asking me my advice, I'm saying, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. And so that leaves you with three options, right? Uh, you've you've told this to credit unions before. Either you you sit in that current position that you're in right now, and you just you deal with it, or no, everybody's boss is broken. Everyone's boss is broken, right? Or and, and you're somebody's boss, and you're broken too. By the way. I <laughs> I mean, there's people having the same conversation about you, not you, Scott, but I mean, you know, whoever they are, because I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were going to make a really good point, but I couldn't help it. I get so wound up about this. It's not that you just have to stay in it. Now, if the person's cursing you out, if the person cannot be trusted, if the person is manipulative, if the person's dishonest, then leave. Leave. Life is too short to work with people you literally cannot trust. But if your boss just won't listen to you, if your boss doesn't get your advice before making a decision, welcome to Boston. That's it's just you're working with somebody who's a human being. And wherever you run off to, you're going to get another boss that's broken, probably just broken different. And you won't realize it till you're a year in and going, well, 
It's still broken. It's just broken differently. So yeah, your choices are, hey, can I trust this person? Do I believe this person has a moral compass I can agree with? Yes. Then I'm going to stay because what I've seen in my life is humans are broken and I'm a human. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to another person that's broken differently, right? But you have to leave. I believe the people that are listening to this podcast, if you've got, if you're working for somebody you can't trust, you're doing things that you believe do not align with your moral compass. You're being verbally abused, emotionally abused. You feel like you're being taken advantage of or taken for granted past the point where it makes sense for you to continue to bust your butt, then leave. Because what happens is now you're contemptuous. And when a content, when somebody's contempt in a relationship, there's almost no recovery. So my really good friend, Holly Moore, blew my mind the other day. And, and I want to share this with everybody because Holly's a genius. But it relates to this conversation. Lack of expectations will always lead to disappointment. Disappointment leads to resentment. And resentment leads to contempt. And you can almost never come back from contempt. Let's let's play it out here. And you know what? When Holly told me that, I was like, there's got to be a place that doesn't work, Holly. There's, and I have not found a single place that is not a universal truth. So let's just play it out here and see. All right? I expect my boss to behave in this way. But they don't. But now I can't communicate those expectations to my boss because I don't believe my boss wants my perspective. So it just leads to constant disappointment that my boss would behave like this. And then I begin to resent the fact that my boss continues to act like this. And this is just wrong, which leads to contempt. I don't even respect the guy anymore. You know what? I don't, I don't know how anybody could work for a guy like that. And then when, when you come to that mental position, you got to leave because you almost can never come back from content because the relationship is so broken. And you know what it starts with? Lack of expectations. So let me flip this around on its head, Scott, as I want to do. What do I do to keep from being the manager we're having this conversation about today? Right? Because it's easy to talk about your cruddy boss. What do I do to keep from being that boss? What I do is I sit down with my employees and I'll say, what do you expect from a manager? And then what I, and you know what? You might have to level set. They might ask you to do something that is not wise for you to do. But now you've set expectations, you level set. And then what you do is you share with them, what are your expectations of their commitment to work and their actions and their behaviors? Now you've got expectation. And now what do you avoid? Disappointment. Now what do you avoid? Resentment. Now what do you avoid? Contempt. Now people may make choices. I don't want to work for a boss that has as high standards as Mike Neal. And by the way, I had several people that did that. I don't make enough money for his beep. But then I had, I'd have people like Stacy that said, 
hey, if you work for Mike Neal, you're going to get noticed and you're going to get promoted. Stick with him. And so kind of what happened, everybody knew what Mike was about. Like Mike could go from branch X to branch Y and everybody knew me before I got there. I could be the manager of the contact center. Everybody knew what the scoop was. And so what happens then is they know who I am and what I'm about, but I still went through the exercise. Here's what I believe employees should be about the business of doing, what I believe good looks like, what I believe great looks like, what I believe ineffective looks like. What do you need from me? Here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. And then some people go, I'm out of here. Other people go, we'll see. And other people go, no, I found my, I found my dude. And so I think a big part of this question, Scott, is how do I keep from being the guy or lady we're having this podcast about mm-hmm. where we're saying, hmm, what do I do to coach my boss up? Because all you can really control is you. All I can control is me. So given the fact you can't control your boss, how do I keep from being that boss? And I think that's a big part of the equation. But when you get to the stage of contempt, it's time for you to leave. But almost rarely does giving somebody a perspective that really doesn't prefer perspective work out for you. Not everybody's introspective. So perspective doesn't always work, but leading where you're at is a choice number three. So we talked about three choices when you've got a boss who you would deem as unwilling and uh, leading where you're at. That's the direction we're giving them. Be the leader that you would want to be and set set yourself up to not be the leader we're talking about on this podcast. Yeah. And, and, and it starts with setting expectations. Them of you, you of them. And then it's hard to ever get to contempt because there's no disappointment. There may be, I don't want to work for this guy. He has too high of expectations. But you're not going like, I can't believe this. Like, no, I laid it out up front. I like it. Lead where you're at. Thanks again, Mike Neal, for being on the podcast today. For more Mike Neal and other guests, continue to listen to, subscribe, and share the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Scott.